Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Welcome back to r slash I don't work here, lady, where you'll hear stories about people mistaken as employees when they aren't. And to this day, I'm still baffled because how does it not end when the person says I don't work here? But if that happened, guys, we wouldn't have these entertaining stories. So buckle up, guys, because this episode is a really, really long one, especially that last story, which is super, super worth it because it's written beautifully. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today and do hit that subscribe button for future stories. Let's dive in. So I never thought that I would experience this in my lifetime. Now, I'm a hard worker. I'm extremely dependable and respectful. So I have no idea how I could lose a job like this, especially when I only just got it. So I work late and just about every night for the last few weeks, I stop by Walmart to get something for dinner. I usually get off around midnight and stop there on my way home. Every time I'm at Walmart, barely anybody's there except for the night crew. Now, from what I've noticed, they don't have much of a uniform. Many of them are just in hoodies or jackets of different colors, just to add some context. I show up last night and I'm wearing a hoodie. I begin to walk up and down the aisles, figuring out what I want for dinner. I'm thinking pasta and walk past a few guys who were loading the shelves. Now, all of a sudden, I hear a guy yelling. This voice gets louder. He says, Hey! Hey! Where are you going? Are you listening? I turn around to see what's going on, and this guy approaches me, and he says, You are late again. Don't think I haven't noticed you walking in the door after 12 o'clock. Now, at this point, I begin to laugh, thinking this guy's joking around. He's gotta be joking around. Before I can even say anything, he jumps on me and says, You think this is funny? Wipe that stupid smirk off your face. If you don't think this job is important, fine, you can consider yourself fired. Do you still want to work here? Now, I'm completely confused and start looking around thinking that maybe I'm on some hidden camera show. He starts to walk off and I turn around to go back to shopping. He then comes back a minute later and yells at me right in the face saying, You want to be fired? Because if you don't come with me right now, I will fire you. I start to laugh even harder and then I ask him, What's my name? He then gives me this puzzled look, so I ask him again and said, What's my name? Do you even know who I am? He looks at the other guys in the aisle who have stopped stocking the shelves at this point to watch this event unfold. He then looks back at me trying to figure out what exactly to say back to me before his head explodes. I then told him, good luck filing the paperwork to fire me when you don't even know my name. I continue to laugh at this whole stupid charade. I pick up some ingredients for spaghetti, shaking the sauce can at him trying to give this guy a clue. He storms off, and I look at the other guys in the aisle and said, I'm sure he'll find out eventually. I don't work here. They start laughing, and I go on. I can't believe that I lost a job that I just found out I had in the same night. That's it. Guys, I'm gonna go to Walmart after midnight to see if something like this can happen to me. Reading all of these stories from the sub, I would love to be in one of these situations. I feel like I'm so prepared. I work for a towing company. Casual attire, no uniform of any sort. We seize vehicles for our local police force and people who park in other people's parking spots. I work in the office and process releases from our yard. I typically remember everybody who makes a scene over my company seizing their vehicles because of the stupid things they do. So about a month prior to my incident with Carl, he had showed up at my office to get his vehicle back that was seized for back alley banging. He was caught with a hooker. Now, he had completely lost it on me because the police chief decides when to release these vehicles in these types of situations, and they hadn't sent a release for it yet, so I couldn't release it. Now, Carl had lost his mind and said he'd make my life a living hell because he won't forget me. 
So fast forward to yesterday. I was browsing around the local bookstore, looking for something to keep me entertained during the dead times at work. I had four books in my arms and just put a book back on the shelf because it didn't look like something I would enjoy. I then hear a familiar voice behind me, but I couldn't remember why until I saw the face. And lo and behold, it's Carl. I'm thinking, oh no, not this idiot. So in order to not catch his eye, I quickly scurried off to another area of the store, and he followed me and tapped me on my shoulder. I completely ignored him, continuing my browsing while scooching away without him seeing my face. And all of a sudden, he starts in on me. Carl says, Hey, can you tell me where the kids section is? I told him, uh, sorry, no. Why can't you? I then told him that I don't work here. He says, You are holding an armful of books, and I watched you shelving them, so help me. Again, I told him that I don't work here. I'm sorry. At this point, Carl's getting mad, and he says, Listen here, you good-for-nothing dumbass. I asked for your help. Now help me. So at this point, I'm fed up with this, so I turn to him, and once he sees my face, he gets this strange look on his face, as if he recognizes me. I then tell him, If I remember correctly, your name is Carl, right? He then looks shocked and says, uh, yeah? I then told him that I'd really appreciate it if you just left me alone while I'm here, or anywhere else you may see me. I don't work here, and judging by the way you're looking at me, you know I don't work here. I can see you're trying to remember where you remember me from. Well, let me help you with that. My company seized your vehicle because you were caught with a hooker. Well, at this point, he lost his lid. He was cursing, swearing, and actually slapping me at one point, which was completely uncalled for, as you can imagine. He thought that he had the right, seeing that I'm a barely 5 foot tall girl and he's 6 foot 4. The manager of the store called the cops, and when they arrived, they got the stories from me, Carl, and the manager, all of which resulted in Carl getting arrested. He got charged, and his vehicle was seized once again by my company. He ended up losing custody of his child because of the assault on me. His ex took him to courts and was rewarded full custody of their son. In the span of 24 hours, she got full custody. You want to know how that works? It means that he has had prior assaults on his record within the last five years, and the lawyer would have warned him that another assault could result in loss of parental rights. Heck, she would have gotten full custody the second the police would have handed over his new and improved record, stating that he got caught with a hooker in broad daylight on elementary school property. Well, guys, not only is Carl left childless, you can also say he's left Carlless. Get it? Carlless? Carlless? <laughs> I know, guys, that was pretty freaking lame, but so is slapping somebody in public. I really hope the boy is better off with mom, because if dad had prior assault charges and has no problem smacking people in public, and shacking up with hookers in broad daylight by a school, you crazy man, it'd be in that child's best interest to be with mama. So I've worked for years in retail before switching careers. For a while, I worked as a trainer for a very popular cell phone company. I would regularly visit cellular carriers and do events for customers and train employees on relevant new features and items, so I was almost always dressed very well. However, my style of dress came with the greatest Karen bait known to man, a silver name tag. Beyond the hundreds of times I was mistaken for an employee while at stores, this story takes place when I went shopping after work one evening. This should be enough background, so on with the actual story. 
I had finished up later than usual and was browsing the groceries for the next couple of days at this semi-supermarket, whose logo is a bullseye. Now, I had a cart with many frozen items my wife loves, some snacks for my son, some dog food for my dog, and various small things to carry me through. Now, I was browsing some spices, debating on if I had enough to make chili when I hear a faint noise behind me. I squeeze in a little bit closer, trying to be sure that I'm not blocking the aisle. No sense in being rude, right? So a second or two goes by and my spider sense begins to tingle. And then, dear reader, I hear the dreaded sound that in retail wilds is both terrifying and amusing, depending on how you're looking at it. I hear, excuse me, ah yes, the mating call of the wild Karen. I turn around to see a specimen of at least 40 years old, trying desperately to be mistaken for her own daughter, in what I can only assume was a pair of yoga pants, furry boots, a shirt that was strategically unbuttoned to show off a little something something, and a huge pair of sunglasses acting like a solar panel. Oh right, and how can we forget her let me speak to your manager haircut? I pushed my cart further away and swept my arm where I was standing and said, Oh, I didn't know I was blocking you. But alas, the story would not have made it here if that was all she needed. No, Karen did not want to graze the spice rack. She had used her cosmic powers on me without realizing, you see? Because now, I was no longer shopping for dinner. I had been granted employment. And Karen was not pleased at my performance so far. No, I need you to help me find so-and-so. Now, I'm a smartass by nature, as you can tell. And my wife often jokes that I'm paid well to tell people where they can stick it and make them happy to hear it. But these skills are lost on the wild Karen. So is the fact that the store uniform is khakis and a red shirt, while I'm in a blue and white dress shirt, dress pants, and wearing a company logo jacket that doesn't remotely look like an employee's. Now, I decide to assume that she's perhaps dazzled in the bright lights without her solar panel glasses, guarding her beady eyes, so I smile and politely say, I'm sorry, I don't work here. Her eyes narrow, now looking like the shining black of a shark, and the games have now begun. She says, you are wearing a uniform. Don't give me that crap. You can put up that garbage when you're done doing your job. My eyebrow rises, and in my head, I hear the ringside bell. Okay, Karen, game on. So in my best, I really don't hope you're run over by a stray water buffalo voice. I smile and say, what was it you needed help finding, ma'am? I see the flinch. I said ma'am, and she didn't like it. But in the same condescending tone, she wails, I need this item. Now show me to it. I nod and pushed my buggy along as I head for the rear of the store. And let me tell ya, she doesn't look pleased that I'm bringing the buggy. But if she says anything, she does so under her breath, and I know soon enough that she'll have plenty to complain about. So I savor the moment where the only sound is the slap slap of her boots ricocheting off the floor and on the heels of her feet inside. I walk down several aisles. After a dozen, she starts to huff and puff, and I can hear the faintest grumbling about why it was so hidden away, and why did she have to walk so far, etc. Now, it wasn't directed at me, but I'm not deaf, so I can hear her childish tantrums just fine. Thank God she can't see the evil smile on my face. So passing the last row of groceries, I hang a left, passing seasonal, candies, luggage, travel, etc. She's behind me in such a blurry huff of muttering anger that I don't know if she's questioning the marital status of my parents, the life choices that brought her here, or both. But she's not happy, and it sounds more and more like a car that won't start, and less like a person talking to themselves. So as we reach the book section, I wheel the carts right over and start down another aisle. Now the Karen is really angry. She says, 
Where the heck are you going? I'm looking for this. If you're too stupid to find it, then maybe I should be talking to your manager. This is drawing a crowd from the nearby electronics section. My plan is working out better than I thought. I stopped in front of the small children's section and grabbed a thin copy of what's basically a toddler's first spelling book. Perfect. Walking back to the red-faced Karen, I offer the book. I don't say anything. I just extend my arm, showing her the cover. Like most people would, she takes the offered book, she looks at it, looks at me, and basically growls, What the heck is this? Are you stupid? Where's your manager? You are absolutely awful. Her wailing has attracted at least two employees who seem to recognize the whiny wails of the retail native Karen. One is on a small radio calling who I assume is the manager, while another's coming our way with a terror in her eyes that only an entitled middle-aged woman with an attitude problem can cause. With a smile, I gesture to the book in her hands and say in my absolute best customer service voice, Actually ma'am, I thought since you can't tell the difference between a customer and an employee, you must not be able to read. So I figure this book can help. There was stunned silence. The poor hamster that was responsible for the complex operation of powering the Karen was working overtime. So when the employee finally makes it to us, they're unaware of what I said. Only that I was smiling in a customer service kind of way. Karen was still all mouth agape at what I said. And when they tried a polite greeting, saying, Hello, is there something I can help you with tonight? Karen was livid, literally and figuratively, and started to scream. I dodged her book as her howls of rage wound up and she says, How dare you talk to me that way? I want this man's manager right now. He needs to be fired. Oh no, she still doesn't get the point. Maybe I should have started her on an easier book. Dr. Seuss? Maybe something on tape? At this point, she hasn't slowed down. She's cussing like a rabid honey badger high on PCP. And somewhere in that string of expletives were words that vaguely made a caveman make sense. The employee is trying desperately to put out the fire that's Karen. Her face is so red, and I swear, smoke is coming from that horrible dye job. And the distant employee on the walkie-talkie is obviously begging for a manager or a priest. At this point, I step back, away from the flailing pieces, and just wait politely, taking a second to text my wife that I was held up and to expect a good story when I got home. Her response, because she knows me, was, What did you do now? I love that woman. When the manager arrives, as they must have been fresh out of priests, the woman is pulled to the side and he speaks to her, trying to calm her down. The employee standing near me looks at me and says, What happened? Not wanting to spoil the punchline, I just kind of make a face and softly said, Didn't the haircut clue you in? And that was a big mistake. The employee chirps with laughter that he quickly chokes off. I don't think he expected me to know the dorsal plumage of the wild Karen, but Karen has heard the sound and went from slowly lowering to a shrill string of complaining, back to seething anger. After another few minutes, the manager gets her to step aside and comes over to talk to me. He begins asking all sorts of questions that she obviously decided to embellish. Questions such as, why did you call her this name? And did you throw a book at her? Were you following her? Things like that. Things that could be claimed with only the loosest concept of reality. So in a pleasant voice, I explained how I was shopping, and she demanded I show her where an item was, and refused to accept that I didn't work here. Now this caused the manager to frown as he looked at me. He saw how I was dressed, and I think some light in his eyes actually died. I've been there, so I smile and nod as I see him reason out that I was basically kidnapped to find something for this woman, and all the tumblers in his mind seemed to fall into place. He must have seen this type of thing often to know what happened, or close enough. But I nod and say, since she can't read and might be colorblind, I got her a book on the alphabet instead. I figure if she knew how to read, it would fix all of her problems. 
She then threw the book at me, cussed like a sailor, and wants you to fire me. Maybe I should have gotten something in crayon. The employee standing nearby is done for. He begins to laugh hysterically. Full belly laughs that send him retreating to a door in their back room nearby. Even as he fades from sight, I can still hear the echoes of his laughter. The manager, a seasoned veteran of the retail wars it seems, manages to make his initial chuckle sound like a disapproving grumble. So Karen is mad that the employee's laughing, having at least the sense to know that she's the butt of the joke. Even if she didn't hear the said joke, she starts over to us while the manager's poor soul begins to wither inside him. She's in full complain mode. Corporate this, I know that person. It all sounds like the teacher from Peanuts, if you've been in actual retail before. Turning with a straight face, the manager holds up a hand and silences her. He says, Ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop harassing other shoppers and to keep the volume down. A vein in her forehead begins to leap from the skin and do a little dance as she winds herself up for another tirade. She says, He was the one harassing me. She almost reaches around him, jabbing her $2.99 press-ons at me like the predatory talents she wishes they were. The manager, not happy with basically having her almost trying to wrap herself around him to get me, holds up his hands and in a very firm voice says, Ma'am, you need to calm down. If you can't, we'll have to ask you to leave. So as it was, she protested, swore, threatened, and actually raked her arm down a shelf in a tantrum, knocking down almost everything as she screamed at the manager. And that's when I knew it was coming. She wasn't going to be asked to leave. Oh no. At this point, she was about to become a captive audience. The manager called for somebody in the clothing department and overwalked two women, who, God bless them, managed to wrangle the woman and began escorting her to the front. A few minutes later, I checked out and was walking to the door when two police walked in, rather annoyed looking. I left with a smile on my face. The moral of the story, kids, never inflict yourself on random people and assume they have to put up with your BS. You never know when you'll meet the crocodile hunter of Karen's. Oh, my friends, OP played her beautifully. The part where he gave her the kid's book was brilliant. 10 out of 10 story, my friends. And that wraps up another episode of r slash I don't work here, lady. Guys, if you enjoyed the stories today, please do make sure to leave a thumbs up. And thank you for coming to hang out with me, guys. If you missed yesterday's episode, I will link it right here. A guy throws a tantrum and destroys a store because he didn't get a girl's phone number. It's ridiculous. Check it out if you haven't, and I'll see you guys in the next one. I love you.